Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. I miss you too. Hey, listen, let me know if you if there's any background noise. I have tennis on in the background, so if it gets too loud, just let me know. Oh my gosh. Well, you know I don't want to hear anything because of course I'm behind. I only just got my spectrum DVR box installed like two days ago down here in Florida. Oh, okay. But I can tell you, I'm I mean, I guess maybe I'm almost caught up I don't know but yeah if there's something on live now then I guess I haven't seen it um but you know it's funny unless it says live at the top of the screen I think everything I'm watching is behind anyway because they're what a whole day ahead of us yeah so basically I just didn't know there was anything on at this point whatever's on I don't think Jonathan has it set up to record for me which is frustrating Uh uh-oh learning the new systems here at the house it's a challenge oh well yeah and that'll take a couple weeks but I will tell you this you know because I've had direct tv for the past 15 years or more um probably more because we always want the um NFL tickets so that we could see Patriots games because we never live in the Patriots market and um at one point in time the DVR service we had was TiVo and the thing I loved about TiVo was it had a slow-mo button so I could watch everything in slow motion and direct TV didn't have that. And Jonathan will tell you it was probably one of his least favorite things about watching sports with me when we had TiVo, the slow-mo. And I figured out that the Spectrum remote service, what DVR has slow-mo. No. <laughs> we're like, we're never going back. Direct right, well, TV and the NFL will have to have the parting of ways that's been rumored because Direct TV has had an exclusive on this NFL ticket. And I think the NFL was like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to keep going with that. Like maybe they'll open it up to other providers. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, just to get our listeners up to date, if they don't already know this, there was a time where you had several TVs in your basement. Three, yeah. Okay, now once you, now that you're moving, will this type of thing be happening again? No, it will not. (laughs) For a couple of reasons. One, I don't have a basement here in Florida. Two, it's a very open floor plan and I do not have the same amount of wall space. So there's nowhere in this house where I could successfully put three big screen TVs next to each other. And three, I am trying to watch less television in general, Uh, which has been very successful down here in Florida. Sports is always, I mean, that's basically literally all I've watched since I've been down here on January 23rd. And I know I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit in MB's corner, so I won't co-opt that, but... uh, You know, I've watched the NFC and the AFC championship games, the Super Bowl, and now I'm watching the Australian Open, but that's literally all I've watched. Um, Okay. Okay. Since coming down here. um, And yes, so for everybody who isn't following closely, um, I am now officially a Florida resident. Got my Florida driver's license, my Florida tags. I'm registered to vote in Florida quick I feel like that was like overnight and it kind of was right I mean it was I mean I made my appointment at the DMV so I knew I was going yesterday and uh yeah it was super easy the Florida DMV woman who helped me Kim was awesome 
Um, the process went very smoothly for me. Um, and as I was sharing with our group of friends via text the other day, I love my Florida driver's license picture. How many times do you love your driver's license picture? Especially since I showed up, not showered, no hair done, no makeup. Oh my gosh. I feel like I look like I'm 22 years old in my picture. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I'm like, Florida's the best. <laughs> Meanwhile, and this is all I will say about that. My brother, one of my brothers, both of them live up in Massachusetts, but one of my brothers was texting me today because he's watching the impeachment trial. And of course he's like, you have got to get Marco Rubio out of that state. He's such a hypocrite. Or wait, maybe that was Lindsey Graham who was the hypocrite, so. Well, he's not but, from that. He represents South Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be, yeah, Rubio is, is, is Florida. Florida, yeah. Um, little Marco. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, so I could go on and on about, you know, my new life down here in Florida, all the trials, tribulations, you know, greatness, nadirs but let's hear a little bit about you and, and this weather that you're suffering from up in georgia i don't know it's just um let's see what's today today is saturday and i would say we've had maybe four days out of this week have been overcast and raining and it's not mm -hmm. going to stop until maybe mid next week if we're lucky so it's just been a downer because it's like, I don't mind it when it's like this, if I can at least get outside, but it's just been dreary and raining on and off every day. I know, um, you know, there is this thing because you said it made you tired and it's true, like rainy weather is associated with like spikes in melatonin, which obviously can make you drowsy. And right. then uh, the barometric pressure too, it can literally bring you down. <laughs> it is bringing me down, but... It's a bummer because I think it's also affecting, I think it does actually affect my back too. And my oh, I could believe it. Joint pain? Yeah. Like my, yeah. I want, all right. Yes. I could get into, I could get into joint pain, man. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Everything creaks and cracks. I am not ageless like Tom Brady, even oh. though I am only three years, 10 and a half months older than him. I would say this, try using some powdered collagen. Uh, like in a drink? Yeah, uh, you can add it to your drink, but they do have drinks. I think it's Vital Proteins is the line that has okay. But uh, I was using one that I found off of Amazon, and now I'm just using one that I found in um, Costco. And okay. Only because I can get it really easy. Right. I don't have to order it and wait for it. But right. I think it's been helping my back. I think it helps with my arthritis. Interesting. Okay. I've made a note of that because I take these, um, Melaleuca vitamins and it's a bone and joint support, oh, Okay, um, but I'm not great about, you know, you're supposed to take a packet in the morning and a packet in the evening, and I'm not great about taking it consistently. I'm one right. of these people that has the vitamin philosophy, which is clearly incorrect that the minute I take it, I should have immediate protection, immediate boost in energy, and I think, right, right, right. I think it's like has to build up in your system, right? And kind of stay there maybe. I don't right. know. So because I haven't noticed a marked improvement and I've been trying different packets, um, you know, because Melaleuca has several different um, vitamin supplement lines and a lot of the vitamins in each line are the same, but this one had a little extra for bone and joint. And I think I'm just going to go back to... Um, something else, something a little more metabolic, maybe, and try to figure out my joint stuff some other way, but powdered collagen, vital proteins. I will check it out. If, now, if you're an Amazon fan and you'd rather just go to, Am if you're going to order stuff from Amazon, I'll give you the name of the one that I order on Amazon anyway. Perfect. Um, because I basically get an Amazon package delivered every single day to me. It's, like it's, a, it's every day. <laughs> it's a sickness. I used to have this under control or I got it under control. And, you know, just being down here in the new house, you know, I, every day I'm like, oh, wait, I need that. Oh, wait, I need that. And it's like, well, who can get it to me here the fastest for free shipping? Right. Amazon. Right. 
So, I mean, I bet I'm going to look, I mean, well, first I have an Amazon visa and mo- I, we pretty much always, you know, shop with our Amazon visa on Amazon because you get triple the points. Um, but yeah, I should just look back in any given year and see how much I've paid to Amazon. It could probably be the salary of, you know, several mid-level employees. No joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it can get to that because it's like sometimes you just get on Amazon looking for one thing and then you like, oh, but you know, let me research this and let me, and then before you know it, you have 10 things in your basket. I know. And I was just reading this article. Um, I think it was in last Sunday's New York Times. So January 31st. Um, and it was about female philanthropy. And of course, Jeff Bezos, who apparently maybe isn't like the greatest person in the world. Um, his ex-wife, whose name I'm totally blanking on, but she, within a couple months of their divorce being finalized, she um, donated like for a lot. I remember that number. Two billion. Yes. Yes. Um, and so to charity. And I, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And they're like, yeah, Jeff himself, who has like, you know, more money than anybody in the history of the world, um, doesn't do that. Huh. And I guess there was some, this was something that all rich people did, but there's something called the giving pledge. And, uh, these people that sign the giving pledge commit to giving away half of their wealth, either in their lifetime or um, in their will. So yeah, not- I think Bill Gates is in that and Ted Turner. I, yeah, there's a, there's a group of people. Yeah, so, but Jeff Bezos, last I read, notably wasn't one of them. Um, this is what I always say. You and I have talked about this before, right? Because- we always think we deserve to win the lottery because we're good people. And if we won even just a billion dollars, I mean, just a billion. And, you know, after taxes, maybe we took home like, I don't know, 650, 700 million. We would give most of that away. So it should, we should be the people that win so that we can better, you know, distribute the wealth without causing Reddit, GameStop, Wall Street scandals. Just straight up philanthropy, you know? I agree. And I know that, I know that Ted Turner always says you only need 250 million to live comfortably. There you go. Only 250 million. I mean, 250 million. That's, is that, is that total over the course of your life or is that like per year? Uh, That's (laughs) over the course of your life. Okay. <laughs> and that does include having other homes and a private jet and things like that. So you can live comfortably with 250 million. Yeah. And then there are those of us who, of course, don't think we need a private jet to live comfortably, but would still like it. Well, you know, I always say don't bother buying one, just rent it. I mean, that's what Jonathan wants. His, I think he would say, from a materialistic perspective, if you look in the materialistic bucket, that would probably be perhaps top on Jonathan's life list. Like he wants to own a share in a private jet. Yeah. So that we can fly privately and not yeah. commercial. Right. I get then get worried because I'm like, but private planes are smaller and smaller planes crash more. I don't want to die like Buddy Holly and... I wanted to be the day the Babs died. It does seem that way, but Federer does it all the time. All these people do it all the time. No, it's true. You know what? You just can't have somebody famous on board with you. That's right. That's what it is. Okay. You have solved it, Marissa. (laughs) Nobody famous can ever travel with me. Uh, on any type of air machine. Obviously, you saw that what happened to the people who traveled with Kobe Bryant last yeah, year yeah. in his helicopter was that a year was, ago already yeah it's more than a year yeah because it was the end of january i know they're really just being in the global pandemic guy there really wasn't anything even mentioned about it that no. i saw in the news like you know yeah. um but anywho 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any hot topics that aren't, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest things in sliced bread slash you know Super Bowl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw something out there. Throw it. That. And I don't think you would disagree, but I don't think you would agree. I think you would stay neutral. About I what? I know. I know you're gonna have an opinion, but I think you might be neutral. I, I, I think I just agreed. I think I just agreed to something without knowing what you're gonna talk about. No, no, no. no. I think. And this is just, I'm throwing it out there because I've been thinking about this for a long time. I don't think he is actually the GOAT. I think Serena Williams really is the truest of all true GOATs because only for one thing only, she did it all by herself. She didn't have a team of people to work with. And while I say a team, yeah, she has trainers and she has people she plays against, blah, blah, blah. but she's out on that court day and night doing it all by herself for the, over 20 years now she serena is absolutely amazing i will give her goat status in the world of tennis um what i will say about that is okay you have a team of players that's that many other people to f it up for you you are not in entire control of your own destiny let me tell you you know, Jonathan and I yelling at the TV when the wide receivers or running backs are dropping balls that Tom has brilliantly thrown to them. That's BS. And you don't have that on the tennis court. Doubles, fine, you do. You know, you're, you're tied to your doubles partner. But at least a singles tennis player on the court, you are fully responsible. And whatever happens, that's on you. So. Right, right. Um, but it's, it's totally impressive. I am, you know, a little worried about Serena's chances this year because I saw her play that one match and she played like crap. Like if Who that, did you see her play? Was it uh, the, Rush, the 19 year old Russian? What yeah. was it? Popolova? Popova? Yeah. yeah. Something but, like yeah. that. I mean, if that girl had not double faulted six times in that one game, I don't think Serena would have won that match. Serena yeah. was playing so horribly and i think chris and pam had the call on that match and like at the beginning i'm like oh my god ladies you need to be quiet they were throwing up reverse jinxes left and right going on about how great she looks how her movement is so much improved than it has been oh my god and then it was just like you know halfway not even halfway through the match you know at a certain point they're just like Huh, she's not moving. <laughs> no, not at all. I didn't feel she was moving at all through the match. I was actually, me, Chris, well, me and August noticed that. And then August had a discussion with Chris about it because Chris was saying how great she's playing or something. And August was yeah. like, no, she really isn't. She's not getting well, to the ball. I think, I think her first, because I think, I don't know if that was her second round match or her third round match. She definitely played very well at least one match this Australian Open so far. And I think it people just took match that. out. I think she just blew her out of the gate. And I yeah. think, because uh, right now they're in the third round. So I think it was her second round match. Yeah. Um, so how is August's tennis going? Knock on wood very well. Last weekend he, has a, he had a tournament and he won it. And awesome. Then, um, let's see. Then uh, what? Yeah. And then he had his first JV match. He played line one and he won. Cool. Um, so that was pretty good. But then they had this was real weird. <laughs> so they had a home match. We're all waiting at the courts, and the the opponents are supposed to show up by four o'clock, give or take a minute or two. Four ten rolls around, four fifteen. Nobody, no, no phone calls, no nothing. And now we're just kind of worried because it's like, well, did they hit traffic? Did something happen? Right. So the coach is calling, nothing, not even like a peep. Four and these are players on another high school team, right? Yes, yes, right okay. up the road, maybe twenty minutes from us tops. Okay. So we're all asking the poor coach is like, I have no answers. Like I'm not even getting a phone call from anybody. Like no one's returning our phone, not even picking up. So she just decides to call it a forfeit and she asks all the kids to play practice for an hour and then we all go home. So then it turns out overnight that they find out the opposing school or the opposing um, opponents never got a team together in the first place and thought that they had 
told everybody in the league that they didn't have a team, but they didn't. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't even and, know if that's really considered a win. I don't know because they didn't even have a team. Right, if they weren't even in the league, right. right. If, if somebody knows they're not in the league, then that was a ghost match, essentially. Right. Oh, that's super annoying, though. Wow. But August did make it onto the uh, Milton High School Facebook and Instagram page. He They took oh. a shot of it, served a really good start. It was an action shot, and so he made it up on there. So... That's it's awesome. Been a win. It's been a win. I love it. And I, I will, uh, I love also, we should let our listeners know because so, you know, August is a sophomore uh-huh. and uh, you know, oh, this whole past year, it's been hanging over your head. Like, are you going to have to move to Philly? When are you going to have to move to Philly? Do you ever have to move to Philly? And you right. have an answer right now. So share with our listeners. We have an answer. So Chris has his one-on-one with his boss every week. And before they got off the phone call, she said, you know, I do have one more thing I want to talk to you about. And it's about your relo. And Chris said, well, I'm glad you brought it up because it's been on my mind for a little while. <laughs> so they started talking and he said, listen, he's like, if you ask me to leave this year, then that would really, uh, or my son's going into his junior year. And by Mm -hmm. the time you, this company gets its act together, people won't be really moving back in until like halfway through his junior year. Mm -hmm. That's what they're estimating. So I really don't want to move him with one more year left in high school. And she agreed. Mm -hmm. She simply said, um, Yes, I, I get I can get behind that. But she said in February of 2023, which is the year August graduates, she said, I'd like to revisit everything and talk about you moving here because we would like you here. So he said, well, I have to say, and you know, they went back and forth for a few more minutes about it. And she said, yeah, and again, I'll let it go until then. But let's, let's revisit it in a couple of other years. So that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, and just to remind everybody, I mean, before the global pandemic hit, I mean, this was a done deal. It was like a condition of him accepting the job. It's like you guys right. are relocating to Philly. Right. And I remember exactly where I was to the exact spot when you told me I, I could too. back to that exact spot on the SAE loop <laughs> and throw myself back down on the ground in outrage. That you tell me you're like you now. You're the one that's gone. Well, I was always going to be gone. I selfishly just wanted everybody to wait to move until I did. (laughs) That was always my thing. Once I move, everybody can go their separate ways. Right. So now it's like I'm going to be telling everybody two more years, people, two more years, and then we can all go at once. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't leave until I leave. So that's and right. Actually, that's just kind of funny because it's like everybody talks about leaving and moving on because we're all getting older. Our kids are uh, leaving school, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, I, I, it is what it is. It's going to happen eventually. I'm not staying here forever. I well, I was just going to say, I mean, it does kind of depend. There are probably some people that are very happy and satisfied living in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, and that's where they're and they Fine, yeah. happy spend out their days. I mean, I'm sure some people feel they're in their forever homes right now. And, you know, right. that's fine. Um, I think people such as ourselves and, you know, a variety of our friends, we still are kind of the outliers in a sense like I do still think most people still spend their entire lives within like a 25 mile radius of where they were born most people do not move away now that more people go to college than did in the past I do think you have like a temporary blip where somebody might go off to college for four years but then they find themselves you know back where they grew up and right so yeah so it's super Super interesting just to Do you see. think that maybe we also look forward to moving because we're well-traveled people? I mean, I'm not saying it's I'm something a world-trotter, but I mean, no. I think that might have something to do with it. I agree. I totally agree. Because you're like, well, where can I get new experiences? You're not afraid of new experiences or right. being put in new situations, you know, whatever. You move somewhere else in the U.S. and you've still got to figure out like, oh, okay, like how does all this work and where does all my stuff, where do I do all my stuff now and how do I get this all set up? And I do just think, I think it's kind of good for you. You know, I think it, 
it keeps you from stagnating, let's say. I agree. I agree. Um, anyhow, yeah. Anyhow, yeah, but that's the scoop with that. So I'll be here for two more years. August can graduate high school and it'll be good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I should share. Here, we'll just go on on a highlight oh, and then, uh, here. Yes, by the way, yes. Yeah, so are you, if you're going to talk about college. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, well, I was just going to say my oldest daughter, Naomi, got accepted to Boston University early decision, which was therefore obviously her top choice. So we are relieved and super excited. And the only thing that I'm like, oh, about is I didn't realize their mascot is the Terriers. I was like, a, I'm like, dogs, come on, people. Can it be like the Boston University tabbies, not the Terriers? Let's get some cat. Let's get some cat love in there. Oh, so two things. First off, when I was reading through that text, um, I did thread, yeah. I, a thread. Um, I I saw early acceptance, but I didn't realize that she had accepted. So that yes, that is awesome. Right. Yeah, because okay. it was binding. Early decision is binding. So she Why? told them, "Yeah, if you let me in, I'm coming here." So we've paid her. You know tiny little like $650, like I acknowledge deposit and right. we're just waiting to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And I hope you don't mind that I, I, I tagged on the end of that by announcing my, I figured since you were announcing good news, I'd tag along and say, Hey, and by the way, so if that's I right. Hey, from your, your, you did not apologize. You did not. Whenever we can start a good news train, I am all for it. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to kick it over to MB's corner now. So Riss and I will just say a quick see you in a minute. See you in a second. This is Babs and I lied. We are not going to MB's corner straight away. We are here with me inserting myself into the podcast to discuss the GOAT, a.k.a. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. He recently won his seventh Super Bowl, which is more than any other team in NFL franchise history has. He won his fifth Super Bowl MVP, which is more MVPs than any other starting quarterback has appearances in a Super Bowl. Since his 37th birthday, he has won more Super Bowls than Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw did in their entire careers. Woo! He has been named to 14 Pro Bowls, Offensive Player of the Year twice, NFL MVP three times. He's played in 18 more playoff games than any other quarterback in NFL history. Next year, he will pass Drew Brees for the all-time passing yards. Basically, when Tom is done, he will own every single NFL record and others will be created for him because they'll be tied to the fact that he is still amazing at age 43. Go ahead, people. Hate if you want. We don't care about you haters. You can suck it. Tom Brady's the go. In MV's Corner, I'm here to talk to you about high school, sports, and much more. From a Walk in the Park podcast, I'm your host, Michael Baxter. It's MB! And MB's... How's it going, MB? Good. Good. You know, I, I'm gonna hit you with a question right off the bat. How are the yeah. college how are the college applications coming along? Progressing. Progressing. <laughs> okay, tell the listeners what you're looking at. I'm looking at Kennesaw and this and Bellevue College in Seattle. Okay. I knew about those two. Are you gonna look at any others, do you think? Yeah. You want to share what those are? Probably Clemson. Okay, I know you're a big oh. Clemson fan. Yes. All right. Well, that's pretty exciting. Um, I will just share with the listeners that 
I was super honored when MB asked me if I would write him a college recommendation. Nice. So I'm looking forward to doing that once I get the link, which I guess you or your mom are going to send me a link when you're done, right? Yes. Perfect. I'm looking forward to doing that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a lot of um, a lot of stuff happening there. Yes. Yeah. So what do you want to do, Michael? What? What do you want to wind up doing in life? <laughs> the bigger question. The bigger I, question. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what do you think you're going to be going to school for? Any ideas? No. Uh, what? I think podcasting, communications, podcasting, journalism. I say, I say podcasting. Yeah, political reporting, you know, yeah. social media mogul. Yeah. Good idea. You never know. You find yourself, you get to college, you think you're going for one thing, and then something else catches your interest. And yeah, you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Pretty the part cool. of life. That's very true, very true. So, so the pre-college life, how is high school going? Uh, good. Good? You still happy with your in-person attendance? Yes. Yes, yeah. Not finding it hard to roll out of bed because you get to take a ride with your friends, Riss and August? <laughs> I'm up by six most days. Ooh, too early. Oof, oof, too early. Are the you night out before one? the night before I put my clothes out. So then I so then all I have to do is put my clothes on. That's a smart decision. Yes, that's a good way to operate. I think, especially if you're not a morning person. Um, now, are you out walking Charlie or Fireball in the morning before you go to school? No. No. <laughs> I I should be. <laughs> Uh, I know sometimes it's hard like you know you got to get ready for school to add some other things in it's kind of crazy all right let me ask you this MB because I'm struggling with this right now myself do you eat breakfast before you go to school yes do you have something that you usually eat typically like what do you have for breakfast scrambled eggs and bacon <laughs> every day no Sundays okay. Sundays but... okay why one day was bagels okay the other day was waffles oh, nice you're getting some gourmet living there yeah i gotta come over in the morning that's right just say i'm picking up 10 minutes early i want my yeah. waffles yeah <laughs> you ever hey do you ever eat oatmeal that's what august eats every day for energy no yeah, because if you don't like the consistency. Oh, he's got a whole process. What? Yeah, there's a whole. Enlighten process. us. Enlighten us. And okay. the This is, first of all, this is the best invention ever. And I don't know how I lasted for 25 years or 23 years of my marriage without one. But I just bought a, an electric tea kettle. And I love it. So what I do is I heat up the, the water while he's waking up. Mm -hmm. When he comes down, he breaks out two packages of oatmeal and he puts the, the water in the oatmeal. And then what he does is he takes a plate and he puts the plate over the bowl. So mm -hmm. it burns kind of. And then he sets the microwave for two minutes. And then when the microwave is done, when it goes off, then he knows it's ready. It's always the right consistency. So I'm like, all right. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Oatmeal is always a little too lumpy for me, but I like it. I like it lumpy. I don't like it too too watery. But that's just me. August gets it perfect every time. Nice. I like it. I like it. So MB, you got any uh, hot topics for us that you've been dying to talk about besides life? Tennis. Ooh, yeah. All right, bring it. What what's been what? Update us on what's been going on in the tennis world. I'll see if I'm. Caught up. Don't tell me anything that's happening today. <laughs> Serena's been playing well. Except that last, how, well, how many matches has she played? Has she only played two so far? I, I think she's only, 
Done too. I think this is the third round. I think she'll be playing later on today. But I hmm. can check. Yeah. Did you see either of her matches, MB? Yeah. Did you see the one that she played against the 19-year-old Russian? Yeah, the out <laughs> the outfit. I stand oh. corrected. I stand corrected. Her third round was against Papa Patapova. Patapova, okay. Okay, and she won that. So that was the third round. And then today, the fourth round at 9 p.m., she plays Sabalenka. Okay. Sabalenka. So that's gonna okay. be a, yeah, that's gonna be a hard match. Yeah, I don't know. So I think what I had heard, MB, that Serena played her first two matches really well, and then she played that third round match, Potapova, and I watched it, and she was playing so badly. Oh, it was horrible. I, I'm was, worried. She was lucky to get out with a win. That one, I would say for sure. Definitely for sure. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I'm so I'm a little worried about Serena. I think it's still a deep field um, right. on the women's side. And then, well, you know what? This generally, you know, as she's grown older, I will say one thing. I think each of these top players now they have uh, since they've won so many majors. What I find interesting is I think uh, they have chosen. Uh, a, a major to stick with and win. So the Australian Open, I don't think is her one. She wants to win them all, right? But if she had her choice, it would probably always be the US Open. That's like, that's hers. It's like Nadal has the French Open and uh, Federer has Wimbledon. Um, I know, I don't know that that's necessarily a truth, but as they get older, they've made their choice, I feel. See, now I feel like her tournament is the Australian Open. I think she's won it more than any others, possibly. Right, it's um, been like 21 or 22. Uh, she, well, she's on 23, but let me just look up and see if I can see this quickly because they were just talking about it. Um, yeah. Which, what the breakdown is. Um, I have faith you'll sort this all out. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to do this stuff on the fly for the love of all that is holy. Um, all right, but yeah, this is hard to figure out. Um, she has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, she's won eight Australian Opens, oh, okay. so that's yeah, a lot. Yeah. U.S. Open, she's got one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven. She's got seven, so she's won the Australian more than the U.S. Huh. And then Wimbledon, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. She has six Wimbledons. And then a few French, I guess. So, yeah. And I figured, you know, this one had sentimental value for her because the last time she won it, she was pregnant with her daughter and didn't know she was pregnant yet. Oh. So that was four years ago. Yeah, they've been talking about how Serena has been like the most, and I keep saying the most successful player over like the last three years, which clearly isn't, entirely true um because she's only ranked 10th in the world but i think they were focusing on how deep she's gotten into the tournaments you know yeah that's um, a good thing yeah because she made you know the Wimbledon. she's been to wimbledon twice the u.s open twice the problem is she keeps losing yes. <laughs> She gets up so, far into the tournament, if not the finals, and then she loses. Yeah. But, yeah, so I know MB and I are still rooting for Serena on the women's side. and I am. Good. All right. We're all three in agreement. What about the men's side? What about the mess on the men's side, MB? What do you have for us there? I watched the Djokovic match. That Ugly. That one was brutal. Didn't he hurt himself? Yeah, he. I saw how he hurt himself, but what was it? What what officially is the call on that? 
He has a torn muscle. Ah, oh, bummer. That's in his stomach area, right? His side? Yeah. I'm surprised that that happened to him because I feel like he's somebody who stays in pretty good shape. And to tear your oblique playing tennis, like your oblique is one of like the strongest muscles that you probably have as a tennis player with all the twisting you do. So, um, so I'm bummed since Novak is saying, you know, he's not sure that he can keep playing. Um, and he's in this match though, this, uh, this major. In this major, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't freak me out. Uh, well, it's just such a bummer. Because yeah. speaking of like favorite tournaments, they've also been saying how this is Djokovic's favorite tournament. He's won eight of them. Um, and then it would just stink, you know, for him to fall playing Taylor Fritz and tear his oblique. I didn't actually get to see the whole match. It was so frustrating because I have stuff set up to record and we're not really sure how recording works on Spectrum and whatnot. And so Jonathan set stuff up to record for me, but he didn't extend the time. And so Jonathan. I, got, I only Jonathan, I only got to see, it was like three, three in the third set. So you can imagine my surprise when I wake up the next day and find out that Djokovic had to go to five sets to win it. I was, oh. I was like, oh my God. Um, ooh, but my computer just popped up something interesting that we should talk about. It's like, why are you talking about all this tennis? Literally, I was looking up the Novak Djokovic injury and now I have a, get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers commemorative Sports Illustrated <laughs> issue now. Do it. No joke. I'm thinking get now because we have got to talk about the Super Bowl, my friends. Yes. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Woo, woo. <laughs> Greatest of all time ever. Undisputed. Everybody else in football should just sit down and be quiet. That's what I say. So, um, side note, J.J. Watt has been released from the Texans. Side note, we're talking about Tom Brady. But I want to know where he's going to go. I wonder if there's any, like, if there's any thought to work. And we're back to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. Sam Darnold is obviously the best quarterback. <laughs> oh my God! What is happening? <laughs> the world is spinning off its and took over. That's what's happening. Spinning off its access. <laughs> As far as I can tell, nobody wants Sam Darnold. The Jets want to get rid of him, but nobody wants him. And then Russell Wilson's in the news. He's, oh, Russell Wilson. He's, All of um, these players are sitting at home wishing they were Tom Brady. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Tom Brady, according to the New York Times, the ageless man. Yeah. There was this article. It was ahead of the Super Bowl. Um, last Sunday, and it was just hilarious. This article is called The Super Bowl Sideshow, See the Ageless Man, exclamation point by John Branch. Front page, people under the fold, Sunday New York Times, and it's talking about, you know, all these old quarterbacks. You see them, and they're like hobbling and blah, blah. And then they're like, then there's Brady, a cyborg. He is 43. Does he have a wrinkle on his face? Is his arm bionic? Are his joints made of rubber? He probably can tie his own laces while doing downward dog. <laughs> so funny. Um, they talked to this professor and vice president of the Buck Institute for Research on Aging in Nevada, California. Quote, is he actually aging at a slower pace than other people? Listen, if I thought I could really do it, if I could really cut sugar and flour out of my diet, I probably would look and feel just as good as he does. Now, I mean, that's his main thing. Yeah, I mean, he does have a chef, I will say that. But the sugar and the flour thing is probably a really, I would say that's a big factor in his health. Well, everything he does through the TB12 method is, in terms of diet, because of course I've read the book, is... <laughs> about reducing inflammation in the body right, right yeah and when you think about it i mean that is what you hear about you know over it's like over. 
Yeah, over and over, inflammation in the body. And then he does stay very pliable, um, you know, with his workouts. And it's funny because I heard somewhere, maybe it was in the Super Bowl coverage, you know, somebody would be like, hey, hey, Tom, how do I, how can I keep playing for as long as you? And he's like, go make an appointment and go to the TB12 clinic. <laughs> All right. So for anybody who hates Tom, anybody who doesn't care, anybody who's not a football fan, oh, well, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. He has more Super Bowl rings, not that only than any other player in NFL history, but any other team in NFL history. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, easiest Super Bowl win of his career at age 43. He has not slowed down. He threw this regular season 40 touchdowns. That's the second most in his entire career, people, his 20-year career. So good luck to anybody who thinks Tom Brady's going anywhere anytime soon. I predict the Bucks are back in the Super Bowl next year, my friends, and they probably win it. Okay, you heard it here first, people. You heard it here on the podcast first. Take the bets. Start betting. Start betting. Now we can start talking about your people. All right, MB, tell us, why is Russell Wilson in the news? Because he's not happy with his protection in football. Okay, so he's ticked at his uh, offensive line. Is that right? Okay. Was he sacked, like? a particular amount this season more than usual or I don't know I don't know either let's see if I can find something here here's something from the Seattle Times it says analysis is Russell Wilson right about the Seahawks offensive line and can it be fixed he said he wants better protection and he wants the Seahawks to improve their offensive line for the 2021 season interesting okay yeah uh it does this article in the seattle times does say let's note it was definitely surprising to hear wilson who usually airs on the side of the positive and team protecting in every answer say pretty frankly that quote we've got to get better up front end quote uh well so all right we'll see what type of moves they're gonna make um yeah this article does say the Seahawks have actually drafted at least one offensive lineman in every year since Wilson has been QB and in every year since 2014, except one have drafted one in the first four rounds. So it's not like they're ignoring the position. Right. Uh, and it said Seattle actually drafted an NFL high 16 offensive linemen from 2010 to 2016. So I don't know. I don't know if Russell's beef is right. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. And then you wanted to talk on the defensive side, Riss, where your man, where is J.J. Watt going? Yeah, he's just, he's been released. He asked to be released. He's done playing with them. He's been playing with them for 10 years, I think. No, remember, he came out of retirement. He was with the Texans. Yeah, J.J. Watt. He was, he was a sports announcer. Yeah, he came out of retirement for sure. Okay. All right. MB, do you know anything about this? Let me see. I'm, I swear to God, he's the player that I'm thinking about. Uh, let's see. Did JJ Watts retire? All right, who am I thinking of that came back out of retirement then? No, he went to the Houston, Texas in the first round of the 2011 NFL draft. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, Jason Witt. That's who I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I was just Jason say. Yeah. 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 Jason Witt's the Cowboys. The other JW <laughs> who played for the Cowboys. So there's talk of him going to the Patriots. J.J. Watt? Yep. Interesting. That's not really where they need their most help. How about a quarterback? Yeah. I don't think they'll be going for Sam Darnold, though. <laughs> Although, actually, that would be hilarious only because what would Jets fans think then? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, so it'll be interesting. You know, the NFL draft will be coming up in a couple months. In between now and then, we just have a lot of tennis. I don't Yay! give a 
I don't give a hooey about the NBA, although I will say um, I did find it interesting because a lot of NBA players are unhappy with how the NBA is handling, you know, the global pandemic. And they don't, they think having this all-star game is stupid and the NBA is still like, we're going to have it. Scandalous. I agree. I agree. Sounds like a lot of drama. I think it's interesting how in tennis in Australia, they shut it down. They said the tournament will continue, but there will be no fans in the stadium. And so it's only... Now, I think you're allowed to have your coach and maybe one family member in the stands with you. Um, but to, on a side note with the, the uh, fan situation, did you guys see what happened to May Dow the other day? That was weird. That was hilarious. He was like, me? And he was smiling. He's like, you're giving me a finger? Really? And then the lady was like, ah, and she's giving him a thumbs up. So I'm like, how wasted are you right now? <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> that was just so bizarre, frankly. Yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, well, so they shut it down. I don't know how many cases of COVID they got that they decided to shut it down, but they've been pretty good about that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, what I thought was funny is they kept talking about, you know, how, okay, they're going into this five-day lockdown and, you know, it's been announced at midnight on this day. But meanwhile, okay, you know, you need to go into lockdown. You've announced the lockdown, but you're still letting fans without masks sit in the stadium. Right. I was like, that's so weird. Like, there's no reason. I mean, okay, they bought tickets, but you could just refund that money. Like once- the decision was made to go into lockdown. I'm like, why isn't everybody just out? Hello. It was like a whole nother day at least of people being there. So I thought that was weird, but I don't know. So anywho, all right, well, what else MB? What do you want to round us out with here? We've covered sports. What? Impeachment. Ooh, all right, bring us up to speed. Have you been watching it either of you? No. No, but I've been getting updates from my one of my brothers who is watching it. Have you been watching it? A little bit here and there. Okay. What do you think? I think they need to convict Trump. I heard they don't have the votes. Of course they don't. Come on. It's like in Hamilton. You don't have the votes. <laughs> you don't have the votes. Whatever. The Republicans senators are stupid they should vote to convict trump if only to prevent him from running again in 2024 if they don't think they want that you would think they would want that you would think they would want to get him out of the party never to run again as a republican because they should not be comforted If, if he runs again in four years i'm not convinced he won't get the republican nomination so uh depends i mean maybe he could run as an independent i don't think he would get the the republican nomination i don't know i didn't think he'd get it the first time i didn't think he'd get it the first time so yeah you're right you're right but um all right so mb has anybody have any of the senators stood out to you as being particularly good or bad during what you've seen i like romney he's He's, remember, he's the only senator that voted to convict uh, Trump on one of the articles of impeachment at the first trial, because he said, listen, how am I going to live with myself? This isn't who I want to be. We know, I know. And anybody that, there's one article of impeachment, Trump is absolutely guilty. Any senator that doesn't vote to convict him is just... There are no words, in my opinion. No words. It's, it's, it's been a, a hot mess, from what I can tell. Um, you know, I'm down here living my best life in Florida, so that doesn't include anything to do with that former a-hole. But this is what my, uh, this is what my brother said today. He texted me. Wow, Lindsey Graham changes his vote to allow witnesses at the last second after they read all the dissenters. Does he think he has a legacy of good and fairness? And I said, I think he probably thinks he's a good person. Hashtag delusional. He said, I know, he's a lifelong adult hypocrite every chance he gets. 
subpoena Trump and Pence. Chief Justice Roberts should come in at this point for the appearance of fairness, if anything. A couple hours later, ridiculous they gave up on witnesses by just agreeing to the public statements, our government sucks. And I said, it's really yeah. discouraging. He said, I think our government, government will get dumber over time, but hopefully more inclusive. Even the Pledge of Allegiance is a lie. And I said, we're in a very precarious place right now, I think, and we need more than four years of Democrats in the White House to fix it. Can't lose the Congress in 2022, he said. And I said, yeah. yes. Fortunately, history is not on our side since we could look it up, but I almost way more than 50% of the time, the party that won the White House loses Congress in the midterm elections. That's interesting. Well, it's based on this outdated myth, in my opinion, of how our democratic republic should work and people not fully understanding what the logical limits of checks and balances relative to your vote should be. No, you, you have an obstructionist bipartisanship. If you wanna get stuff done, you don't vote. You don't vote for the other party to control Congress just because you think that's a check and balance, right? Right. I don't know. The checks and balance are inherent in the system, regardless of whether one party controls both the White House and Congress, but people just don't see it that way. And so you have, you know, logical, decent human beings who just don't feel strongly about one party or the other that I think show up at midterm elections if they show up at all and be like, oh, wait, okay. Democrats are in the White House, let's vote Republican this time. Oh, Republicans are in the White House, let's vote Democrat this time. Right. There's no way to run a country, people. Yeah. No way. <laughs> well, I feel like, so I think MB, we're gonna need kind of like an impeachment trial post wrap up analysis from you on the next episode, because it's definitely something that could reverberate into the future. So make a note of that so you can be doing, you know, some, some research. Um, I think they're going to vote to either convict or acquit Trump today. You think the vote's happening today? Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. I feel like if it's happening today, then the vote is going to be to acquit. They should have called witnesses. I, the, the fact that they even call it a trial without calling witnesses is an affront to me as a lawyer, frankly. But, yeah. but what are you going to do? This is the world we live in. I am going to read a bunch of books since that's what I like to do. That's a good I just, idea. I know. Well, there, and it's just, there's so many books out there. Like today, for example, I just ordered. This is actually going to help me give me more context about the struggle that we're having with um, redefining what democracy actually means currently. And it's an older book from the 80s called uh, The Social Construction of Reality, A Treatise in the Sociology of Knowledge. So I'm looking forward to reading that. That sounds boring. <laughs> it sounds fascinating, I think you mean. <laughs> What do you mean boring? Come on. The title just sounds like a snooze fest. Well, then this other book that I'm trying to find, but it's on back order right now, is Presidential Leadership in Political Time by Stephen Skowronek. Looking forward to that too. He, um, he's a renowned scholar and he addresses that a-hole's presidency. He has insights that have fundamentally altered our understanding of the American presidency. That's what I want. Okay. I want to know. So let me ask you this. this. Where are you going to put all these books in your new house? Yeah. Oh my God. First of all, <laughs> I am in bookshelf hell. I have now ordered three different styles of bookcases. None of them is going to work fully for me. Oh my gosh. One I liked as like... um more of a just literally a display thing it's like a tall stand that has like different shelves on it and you put books like on their backs you know not standing up I was like oh that could go in some little corners then I bought these bookcases just these shelf bookcases open shelf bookcases that I thought would be great 
we assemble them and I'm like, wait, but there's nothing on the ends. The books are just gonna tip over and fall out. Uh. Then I buy this like interesting, like modern type of cube bookcase from Wayfair and Jonathan and Vivian put it together. And I'm like, that looks like something that somebody bought at Ikea and somebody who doesn't know how to paint through paint on. Oh. So I'm very displeased and I'm struggling. So if you guys have bookcases you like, please send me pictures. I'm looking for something in the gray driftwood family, ideally, but huh. okay. I'll do almost anything now. Anything. <laughs> anything. Anything. Right. Books, books, books. Because, you know, by the time both of you come down here to visit me, I want the place to look, you know, ship Presentable. Present, all right, yeah. Presentable is the minimum bar so. <laughs> just like us thank you everyone for listening to our presentable podcast where very few curse words were spoken that's true you're welcome true, true. oh let's say bye for now bye yeah. for now